Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starts. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you are, wherever you happen to be on Gaia, planet Earth, or even if you're up there floating around in the space station, no matter where you are, on or off world, I hope that you are able to look at the sky and the heavens for changes, for signs. I hope you're able to look at your astrology and see if you're on the right track or if you're just being guided along or herded along with your astrology because we can rise above it actually we can rise above our astrology we've talked about rising above quite often in the past week and this is yet one more way we can rise above so um, I think I'm having an allergy so I'm not sick so don't don't panic <laughs> I'm good um, I'm just having a little bit of the sniffles right now but okay so but I could rise above it <laughs> Anyway, um, I want to talk to you about the Harbinger of Comet Atlas. This is a sign that was given to us in the sky back in December. Now, on December 21st, as you recall, was winter solstice. December 26th, you may or may not recall, was a solar eclipse. Three days later was the day that an artificial intelligence, a computer, discovered the comet Atlas. Now, I watched a pretty interesting video from Michael Connealy on YouTube, and you can go look him up right now. His last name is spelled C-O-N-N-E-E-L-Y, I believe. Connealy. Like like Connolly, but there's two E's, Connolly. And he is like incredibly um, interesting. He's, he he's, has a very slow speaking style, but, you know, so you have to kind of, kind of get back into his energy of go with the flow, man, type of energy. But he's really powerful. He's like a magical person. He's over in, I want to say, Ireland or Scotland, maybe even in, in England. He's over in you know in that area of the world, Michael Connealy. So he talked about this. He was like, you know, this was a harbinger. The comet, Atlas was a harbinger. Because on the 26th, during the solar eclipse, was when they first discovered 
coronavirus 19. Crazy, right? That's crazy. So I wanted to bring that up because I, I saw this video today and I'm like, what? That's a sign in the sky. That was something. It's a harbinger. Now I'm looking at this harbinger though, and it is emerald green. It's huge, huge. Now at, at this time, the solar eclipse was supposedly very fortuitous. The sun and the moon was aligning with Jupiter. Jupiter's a planet of growth and abundance and good luck. Change and excitement was a good aspect um, in Uranus. <laughs> positive change and excitement. Well, I don't know if it was positive change so much quite yet. Excitement. Oh my God. Do we have that? in spades yes we do wow so much change and excitement i don't know if this is positive or not just to be honest so that's what happened back in december right now if you go to spaceweather.com my god you're gonna see this comet it is freaking just glowing emerald green and it's that bluish emerald I've seen emeralds. In fact, I own a couple of little tiny emeralds that are this exact color. Now, what I have to read to you about this, this is crazy. So, Comet Atlas, which is C2019Y4, <laughs> but the actual computer that discovered this named it Comet Atlas. That's really strange. Atlas is the Greek god who carries the entire world upon his back. He is responsible for shouldering the burden of the entire planet. So, Comet Atlas has sprung a tail and it is impressive. According to my observations, it is 1.2 degrees long, reports Gerald Rayman, who recorded this animation on March 27th from his backyard observatory in Eichgraben in Lower Austria. So it's, um, I don't know why they call it an animation. This is like a, it's a little video clip. And you could see this massive tail that this comet has gotten. You know, check this out. That's 3.3 million kilometers. That's how long the tail is. 3.3 million kilometers. Or more than twice as wide as the sun. The outer reaches of Atlas's tail are still faint, but the gossamer filaments can be seen sweeping across the stars in Riemann's animation. I took these pictures using a 12-inch telescope, he says. <laughs> Sorry for the interruption. Some random person just wrote me on oh, Instagram. and It's like when a random person writes me on there, it, um, <laughs> I have to like go there and, you know, they, they say hi and I have to go there and, and actually mute all the messages, but 
sorry about that guys okay so but check this out okay so common atlas is now shining like an eighth magnitude star now it's too dim to see with the unaided eye but and easy it's an easy target for backyard telescopes just a little like a little foot long telescope like Raymond's the comet is expected to become much brighter by the time it sweeps by the Sun closer than Mercury in late May it could rival Venus in the evening sky so there's some other things astrologically going on in late May. If you want to hear about it, I recommend highly Lada Duncheva. L-A-D-A is her first name. D-U-N-C-H-E-V-A. She just put out an incredible video about where your wealth will be coming from this year. That is something that, well, we're all really kind of worried about, right? Because we're all stuck in our house but check it out though this what's gonna start happening this week is basically it's the millionaire maker is <laughs> the conjunction on the fourth the day that we're gonna do our huge huge meditation our million meditators but this is also a conjunction to make millionaires and if you go, you're going to see for your sign, go check her video out. It's pretty long, but I think it's worth it. In fact, there's a little note underneath. Someone says at what, um, um, at what minute is for the first four signs. You can kind of extrapolate after that where your sign will be. When I'm done publishing this, I'll go back and listen. And at least I'll put where Virgo is because <laughs> I want to find out. You know, see if I'm on the right path, if I am following the signs in the heavens for what I need to be doing, right? See if I'm on the right path. And if the aspects for me are negative, then I need to rise above that. You know, you can float along with your astrology or you could rise above it. You can always overcome your planets. That's what they say in India. All the masters, the astrology masters of India have always said. You can overcome your planets. A lot of people do it with um, appeasing the gods, as it were, <laughs> by burning certain, making certain offerings at certain times of year. Puja, they call it, or by wearing um, very high-quality gems to overcome your chart. Or you can just raise your own vibration up and hop on that spiritual path towards self-mastery because we're all trying to become ascended masters here aren't we so I wanted you guys to think about this the common atlas is a harbinger it was a harbinger for coronavirus and as it comes super close to earth will probably be about the time coronavirus is gone but this color green for me that's another sign emerald green this is like the energy between the heart and the throat chakras is this the blue and green mixed energy and 
it's an energy of healing and speaking your truth now there's something else going on and it this is also on spaceweather.com this this entire episode tonight by the way is going to be all about the heavens because I'm going to go over in the second half I'm going to go over astrology stuff this is very important the um there's a lot of astrology things going on so we'll get to that later but right now I'm going to talk to you about this there's something here Venus and the Pleiades when the sun goes down tonight they say which April 3rd which is like you know tomorrow basically so by the time you hear this if you hear this right away you'll have time to do this step outside of course wear your mask (laughs) don't be around other people but step outside and look west Venus and the Pleiades are converging for a rare conjunction at closest approach on April 3rd Venus will be inside the star cluster when viewed through binoculars it will look as if a supernova Venus has gone off among the seven sisters and they say enjoy the show now there's something else that um, I read the other day maybe it was like yesterday someone says that the fifth dimension you know, or us ascending and rising up and all convening and con- converging together. <laughs> Basically, another harmonic convergence, if you want to call it that. It's what we're going to do. We're going to convene and converge in a harmonious unit, hopefully, with a million meditators on the fourth. And when we do this, we might bring about global change rapidly. And someone put a post, I don't know who now, I was just scrolling through my Instagram today, and they said, we are going to converge with the fifth dimension. We're going into the fifth dimension. When we do that, some have called the fifth dimension or the heaven on earth we plan to create as New Lemuria. New Lemuria. Well, I also got a message from Jude Dikoff today, and he is my near twin flame, and we've been trying to figure out what the heck it is that we're supposed to be doing as our twin flame cluster, because at least we came in a cluster of, I'm I'm sure, eight people. I've met my other near twin flame, and then there's another set of us. I don't know who they are. (laughs) Eventually, I'll find them, but... We're all here for some reason, and I know it's to create this massive change on the planet, right? Um, all of us, you guys, everybody, you, and you, and you, all of us are here to do this. And I know that Jude and I had something to do with this, this, this Venus Pleiades conjunction. And he mentioned it to me, and, he, and I'm like, did I say it yesterday? I don't even know. I... It's kind of weird. I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> Did I say that? He was like so excited about it. I'm like, I don't know. And it's like, how are you remembering all this stuff? He always remembers so much more than me about why we're here and what we're supposed to be doing. What is our mission? 
I've been just living day to day. And I don't remember what I said yesterday because I'm in the moment. I've been living in the moment for so long, like for weeks. And it's just been wonderful. And I feel great. But at the same time, I it's a little disturbing to not totally remember everything I said yesterday. <laughs> um, I don't know, guys. I just, I want you to pay attention. Pay attention to your astrology, your personal astrology. Um, the Leo King, I think, is the other person. Um, he's sometimes on Lara Duncheva's um, channel. He is incredible as an astrologer, and he talks a great deal about what's going on. So... I highly recommend his channel, but I'm going to talk to you from uh, Astrology King and Cafe Astrology tonight. If we have time, we might go over Joe Biden's um, astrology chart, because if he becomes the next president, we're going to want to know more about him, right? So if I have time, we'll, we'll do that at the end as a special treat, because he's got some really funky stuff in his chart that I just have never heard of before. Um, a lot of good stuff, but a couple of scary things. So we're going to get into that. But according to spaceweather.com, the solar wind speed is 425.7 kilometers per second. And the sunspot is still visible. We have zero spotless days. We're still looking at sunspot number 13. See, the, all this stuff, I mean, this comet atlas... This massive harbinger with 3.3, that's a 33, that's a master number, 3.3 million kilometers. It's a tail twice as wide as our sun. Like, my God, and it's going to come closer than Mercury. And it's this bright emerald green. It's a color of the Empress. This is her color in the tarot cards. Okay, and the, so the sunspot number 13, which is the number of death, <laughs> goddess Hakati, but we, we read what that means yesterday. The ascended masters are with us. We're going to be okay. The new the uh, neutron counts coming out of Ulu, Finland, are very high. In fact, the last... 48 hours they have gotten higher than they were they've gone up 0.3% higher than yesterday and so more and more radiation is coming our way doing all this other stuff we had 12 fireballs in the sky over the United States probably more over the whole planet according to NASA's all sky cameras and fireball network um, solar wind has, uh, flown out, <laughs> oh, from the minor coronal hole again, and it could reach earth on April 4th or 5th. Now, remember, we've been having solar winds hitting us every single day for several days since the 30th already. So that's gonna just extend it for another two or three days. We're being bombarded by a lot of energy right now. Take it in take it in. I've had massive uh, rainstorms here 
in this city where I live looking out the window for days at like lightning and thunder and hail and just heavy, 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 heavy rain. I asked God, knock out all the viruses. Knock out all the virus out of the air, please. Send us rain and knock this crap out. And it has been raining for days now, three days. I didn't even have to do a ceremony to start it to rain. I just asked God and and God just said, okay. And it happened. Today has been raining almost all day long, just heavy, heavy, heavy rain. And the forecast said a couple scattered light showers. That was the forecast. But I asked God, just give us a ton of water. We don't need a water shortage on top of the coronavirus. How will we wash our hands if they cut off our water for half the day? We already can't even leave our houses. So again, one more day of that. I slept, just slept so deeply today. And I slept until... Oh gosh, I think like one in the afternoon, maybe one thirty, And so, I mean, I slept like 10 hours again, just a long hours, but I was having a dream and I want you guys to pay attention to your dreams at this time as well, because you might be getting spiritual instruction in your dream. In my dream, I was walking along a river here in Ecuador with a shaman. And he was showing me how to find wild coca plants. And he's showing me how balanced the the leaves are and how absolutely perfect the leaves are. And he said, when you look at these leaves, the shape of these leaves and the way that they're balanced on the plant itself makes the clue for you. This is a direct message through like the picture of what the the leaf is showing you that God is giving you the clue and he said look at how this plant is balanced how the leaves are not you know scattered along the branch they're completely across from each other and I'm and I'm pretty sure it's a coca plant and he says I want you to know that this leaf these leaves this plant will balance your mind it will balance your your stomach and your digestion and he started teaching me all these things about the plant and I had been with him for hours in my dream I was fascinated by the shaman teaching me stuff about the herbal life and the herbal uh, not herbal life but you know the herbs here in Ecuador the plant life here and the um, herbal medicines that have been known to his family for generations so I woke up suddenly and got so mad. I'm like, oh my God, I was with this really cool shaman. Like he was just dressed in blue jeans and a long sleeve, dark blue, plain t-shirt. And he had a blue hat on and his hair was cut short. He just looked like a normal dude. If you saw him walking down the street, you would never know that he's a powerful, magical shaman and a herbal healer. But it was a cool dream. I was like, yeah, I was getting real instruction from a real shaman here. I was expecting this kind of dream would start to happen. Because I've been called here by the animals for years, my whole life. Mostly um, Pachamama, 
who appears in dreams as a massive snake. Scared the crap out of me because I was murdered by a snake before. In fact, the snake that healed my life in this life was the snake that killed me in a past life because once I started taking um, a very watered-down part of the venom and it actually cured my thyroid. It's a very... is lachesis mutis is the medicine that I took. And I started having dreams of the snake that literally gave its venom to make this particular medicine I was taking. And the snake told me how it used to live in Ecuador and it showed me where it lived and then it was brought to the United States and they would just milk it every couple of days to get the venom and then they would water it down and then they would put it in this sugar pill and make the homeopathy medicine and it was like totally crazy and but the energy of that snake was still in it and um, it said I'm glad I'm, I'm saving your life I'm sorry that I bit you in the past life and I took your life away and this was my this is what my karma was I had to help you I had to save your life in this life and it did it really did and um, I mean because they were gonna just radiate my thyroid and give me medicine for the rest of my life and I had just ordered a book like two weeks before this diagnosis and when it showed up I went immediately to the page of thyroid healing and homeopathy and I got this, I went down to the store and I got, I just happened to get that one, that bottle. All of a sudden the snake is communicating with me in my dreams. And I woke up and then I was tel- telep- um, having telepathy with a snake. So I've always, I'm like a snake whisperer, it's kind of weird. <laughs> my friend from Israel told me tonight that I'm a man whisperer, right? <laughs> He's like, you are so cool, you're the, the coolest person and... And we had this star-crossed thing where we could have been. I mean, I swear to God, we met in Guatemala. And if I had, if we had had maybe one more month together, we had like a week together, <coughs> we're both traveling through. But if we'd had a month together, we'd probably be married right now. But <laughs> and I'd be like spending half my time in Argentina, half my time in in Israel right now. But we were having this really good conversation today. Actually, we finally connected. And we're able to talk for about an hour and he you know he he was like you're so he's like you're the coolest person like I swear to God you like you know the right man will come your way when you're not looking you least expect it because you deserve the love he was like I'm like oh he's so sweet he's totally married now he's he found his one true love and they've been inseparable since day one and now they're married and it's been years now but um he called me a man whisperer today. I thought that was hilarious. But I'm also like a snake whisperer. I like, for some reason, snakes. And I, I've i always had this telepathy with snakes. Even the snake I met in Peru, like, like three years ago, came to me in a dream like two years ago. Like a year later, it remembered me. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't know snakes were that smart as far as having like that kind of memory. It was crazy. But Pachamama called me to... Ecuador and I've been waiting I've been waiting to hear from shamans at least on a telepathy level um, or dream time level and maybe it's been happening all along but this time I remembered it so I thought that was cool I woke up and I I told my son I'm like oh my god and I told my dream he's like go back to sleep go back to sleep maybe you'll run into him again maybe he'll tell you more that's so interesting 
I'm like, yeah, I'll sleep later. And he'll talk to me later. Everything's in divine timing, guys. So I want you to pay attention to your dreams because your dreams are almighty and powerful. And ask God before you sleep. Ask the universe, hey, universe, give me the dreams that are going to be the signs that are going to tell me about my life. They're going to alleviate any worries or fears or anxieties I have about my life right now or my future. Maybe give me a dream about a year from today so I know if I survive this CV crisis, right? <laughs> Pay attention to the signs above and below in your dreams and in your heavens. Look to the sky during the day for the cloud messages and ask the universe, give me a sign. Give me a sign. You could even, you know, if you are wearing your mask and you're being safe and you're standing in your backyard. And by the way, you know, standing in the sun for a few minutes, you know, if you're not a redhead, and if you're redhead, maybe five minutes, but if you're in your if you're in the northern hemisphere where I live, man, 30 seconds in the sun's all I need for the week, but because it's super strong here. But um, if you take your uh, shirt off or just like wear a tank top and put your back to the sun at this time, it'll do a great deal for your immune system. There's a lot of, apparently, according to a lot of Jin Shava, she mentioned this in her video, so please go look at her video when you have time. You could listen to the first 20 minutes of her speaking and then skip ahead to your astrological sign and get your little, um, your reading, which is cool. Anyway, I just, you know, it's stuff is like really fascinating to me and you can, you can knock out a lot of stuff out of your system when you have that vitamin D and, you know, that energy from the sun converts into vitamin D in your body. And that just strengthens your immunity. So does your um, having the good bacteria in your gut. But don't forget to feed it with green stuff. <laughs> green vegetables. Um, moringa is really good. Um, moringa olifera. Which is... Um, there's a company called Zija. It's like really expensive though. I used to sell it. It's $200 a month. Very expensive stuff, but really good. Oh my God. I mean, if you're a millionaire, like immediately tomorrow, go order this stuff. Order it by the case. <laughs> it's very, very healthy. But the um, spirulina is extremely good. It's not a very good flavor, but so if you mix it with chocolate, it makes it uh, tolerable and even pleasant. Um, but just greens, 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 uh, wheatgrass powder is excellent just it's very it, don't, it practically tastes like water it's not that bad and it will feed the gut bacteria and that's where most of your immune system is we need to build our immune systems at this time eat a lot of vegetables eat simple foods somebody said and i don't know if this is true and it was just a comment on a video so take it for you know its source but this person said that if you're on a keto diet or a low carb diet your body can fight off bacteria very easily, but it won't, will not be able to fight off viruses as easily. And if you are on a higher carbohydrate diet at this time, your body will be able to fight off car, um, viruses, but not maybe so much the bacteria. 
I don't know if there's any truth at all to that. So, you know, don't take that as gospel truth or even as truth at all, but it might be worth looking into. And if you guys want to look into it, let me know if you know anything about that, if that's real or not. So before we get into our typical things that we get into, um, I wanted to say a heartfelt thank you and a shout out to all of the emergency personnel that are on the front lines fighting this virus. The doctors, the nurses, people are giving their lives up to help others in this um, COVID-19 fight. And they are not being given enough masks. And today, finally, the government, finally, Trump signed that paper today. Or said he's going to sign it tomorrow. Why wait? I don't know. But maybe they weren't finished drafting the, the thing. But they are going to start to send. There's like six or seven uh, com- um, companies in the United States that create the mask that you need to protect yourself from the virus, right? Especially that medical personnel needs. And... Apparently, each of these have 600 warehouses full of this stuff, full of the medical equipment, but someone has to order it or something, and now they're all bidding like eBay against each other. Anyway, it's a whole weird thing going on there, but finally something was signed, and it looks like people are going to get stimulus checks, direct deposited, um, people who have social security will see a $1,200 boost, a one-time $1,200 boost in their, um, regular pay. Hopefully that will help, um, people, you know, to stock up for a couple of months worth of food while they sit at home and people that are working will also, and like, over 6.6 million people have applied for, in one week, have applied for unemployment insurance. I mean, this is unprecedented. 656,000 people in one day applied during the recession in 2009. That was the most that anyone had applied in any given week in the history of unemployment for the United States. And now 6.6 million in a week have applied. It's been... Our whole world's changing. I mean, this should tell the government that this is time. It's time now. Absolutely time to start basic income, universal basic income. You know, I mean, they don't have to give us 5000 a month each, although that would be, hey, hey. But no, they won't. They don't need to do that. You know, just 2000 a month each. That's all that we, we all need, right? And then some of us would go to work and some of us would just hang out at home and eat Cheetos and watch Netflix, right? But most of us will find something to do that satisfies our soul, make us happy. And we're all going to find our place in the world. And we're all going to create a better world with that. So I think that might be one thing that we should meditate on uh, the 4th of April about. We should consider adding universal basic income into the mix because we should just visualize that everybody has money. The playing field is leveled. There are no more homeless people because they have money coming in. 
and they can eat and they can get a bus pass or pay for, you know, taxi or Uber, whatever. You know, imagine that everybody has clothes that are clean and that they're all freshly, everyone's freshly washed because they can afford shampoo and they're happy and they feel human again. I mean, I've, I've been homeless a few times in my life for a couple weeks at a time and I just felt so low, so bad about myself. And you know, people who've been homeless for a very long time have, they just, it's just like, it's just such a low feeling, you know, but imagine that those people are lifted up because they have now a couple thousand dollars a month coming in. They're going to be like, they could finally buy new clothes. They could finally eat. They could finally maybe afford to get things fixed in their body, you know, like chiropractor care or, or maybe glasses. Some people might need hearing aids or dental work done and they could finally do it. And everyone feels like we're all equal and even imagine that across the whole world. The people in India that are just living day to day and they don't know if they're going to get food or not. No one will give them jobs because they're in the lower caste because they have that screwed up system. For me, in my opinion, it's screwed up. Oh, that was, you were born low, so you stay low. I don't know why people don't reach down and say, you're born low, but I'm going to raise you and lift you high. I don't know why people don't do that there. And maybe some people do. You know, I just feel like if you're born with privilege, it is your duty to reach down and grab people and pull them up to the top of your mountain at least. That's just the way I look at it. You know, I got to go look at Lada Jinchava and find out where my millions are coming from because I'm telling you what. <laughs> I want to buy a farm and make a a spiritual retreat center for all of us. I want you guys to come visit me when all this is over. And I want to create jobs and maybe some housing for people. I mean, I'm, you know, I've got a friend who's his whole family wants, they don't know where they're going to live and they're from Venezuela. And I'm like, gosh, if I become a millionaire and buy some land, I'll let you guys have part of that land and you could just live there for the rest of your lives if you want. We'll build a music studio and you could just help people record their albums. He's he's a sound engineer. He's like, oh my God, that'd be great. I go, yeah, I just, I, you know, have land and, you know, your kids can run around and your parents can paint and enjoy life and grow their own vegetable garden. And I mean, that's just one of my dreams, just you know, be able to have a place where I can have kind of, I don't really want a commune or anything like that, but I'll give people you know, their little spot of the land and they don't have to worry. I just, it's like, I just don't want people to worry anymore. So imagine everyone in the whole wide world, just visualize that. that everyone is finally okay. They feel okay. They're not worried anymore about money. A great deal of your mind is taken up by the anxiety of worry, anxiety and worry. 
you know, um, when you're homeless, when you don't have, you know, your next meal, what it's going to be, and you're at the mercy of what people hand you. You know, it's really hard to be a vegetarian if, if that's your thing. It's really hard to avoid wheat if you have an allergy when you're homeless. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff that people don't think about when it comes to that. You know, but at the same time, don't think about and ponder too much about poverty because then that brings your energy down to it. You want to lift your energy up so that other people will see you and they radiate up and they rise up higher because of your example. Rising up. That is the theme of the week, I think. Anyway, uh, disclosurenews.it. I'm going to read their descriptions. I haven't all week. And anyway, at 13:30, they said after a start to the day that mirrored the previous days with a series of isolated peaks between power 10 and 15 at 10 UTC time. So that happened three days in a row. So that's interesting, right? There was a powerful increase in activity that led to the maximum value so far of power 46 at 11 UTC. 11. Ooh, twin flame number. This strong movement, which has maintained amplitude above power 30 for two consecutive hours, appears to have ended at 13 UTC. And then at 17 UTC time, they say, there, there appears to be an interruption in the flow of data that are stuck at 14 UTC. The TSU site works. When they will become available again, we will immediately update this situation and the graphs. Now, I wanted to read that to you because remember, HeartMath Institute for three days have been out. I don't know why, but I wanted to throw it out there and you guys can come up with your own conclusion on that. But, um, and I did want to mention a couple other things. A lot of people have been banding about the idea that on April 1st, which is <clears throat> yesterday, <laughs> that suddenly the uh, whole internet was going to go out. Well, it didn't. Sorry. So whoever said that lost all credibility like for forever. <laughs> you know? And what are they going to say? Oh, we must have hopped a timeline in which that didn't happen. Oopsies. Is that what's going to be the excuse? Just watch. I feel like people that say stuff like that, they try to bring about pandemonium and fear amidst a pandemic on top of it. And as they do so, they're getting a lot of boost in their viral whatever. Sorry, it's a bad word to use right now, but <laughs> they, I, I just feel like they're trying to boost themselves in a way that they're going to get all this publicity. But it's easily found out. It's been a whole day after and our internet's worked just fine. Now, some internet gets limited in some places. I will grant you that. But what they said was all the internet across the entire world was going to go out, period. And that we just won't have the internet anymore. I don't see that happening, guys. How will the government get warnings out to people? Most people don't have cable anymore can't afford it, but they can afford the internet, right? You gotta choose between the two internets the one people are gonna pick. That's how the the government puts out they can't put out their fear mongering videos to feed on your fear <laughs> unless you have the internet. There's too much money at stake. 
with YouTube and Netflix and uh, even Gaia TV and all of the online schools and all the online businesses. There's too much economic revenue being generated online for them to just shut off the internet randomly and blindly across the globe. It's not going to happen. I don't see it happening. Now, if I'm wrong and it does happen, then as soon as the internet's back on, I will put my show out again and I will be back. I'll be back. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so. Hollywood has all of its stakes in this because all the theaters around the world are closed. Damn it, I miss going to the movies. I love living in Ecuador. The movies cost $5 to get in. And on Wednesdays, because I have my new movie card, it's two for one. It's only five bucks for two people to get in. Every Wednesday. Oh, I can't wait till this to be over. That's something I'm looking forward to. Going to the movies with my son every Wednesday. (laughs) There's even a discount, I think, on popcorn on those nights. It's just win, win, win all the way around. (laughs) But... So uh, that was one thing that was going around. And another thing that was going around um, is that the three days of darkness is coming. So someone is starting that nonsense again. And uh, and then the third thing is people are now starting to say the event is coming where we're all going to raise up at once. You guys know, and I've been saying it for a while or a very long time that it's not going to be one big event. And now like at the beginning of last year, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? I don't even know. I was speculating at best, but I've been saying for months now that this is an individual thing. Like, you know, the energy is here now that we can grow faster, but you know, there's still some people dealing with their shadow stuff. There's still some people struggling in the 3D with like addiction or drama or whatever. They're spiritual, but they they just can't get their sh- shite together yet, you know? So it's happening slowly for some people. It's happening rapidly for some people. Some people have already been on up there for months or years into the fifth dimension. For me, it's only been about a month. But... I don't see that's happening um, all at once. Even um, Sarah O'Brien on Why So Serious 24D, I don't always agree with her, but I do love her very much, and I I respect the hell out of her. You know, she's got her viewpoint and her perspective, but um, I don't think some of her stuff is, I don't think is real, and some of her stuff is absolutely real. But she said that don't buy into the idea that it's going to be like three days of darkness followed by we're all going to hop up into the fifth dimension together as a collective because she thinks that's a false ascension idea. When people start to buy into that, they start getting afraid of that three days of darkness thing. There's been speculation that it already happened in 2012. (laughs) The world stopped. There was three days of darkness and during that time we all were moved gently to a brand new planet that's almost identical to the one we left because it got blown up. That's a really crazy theory, but 
Maybe it happened. I don't know. Things did seem a little bit different. Just slightly. Maybe we all hopped to a different timeline. I don't know. And by the way, there's a lot of people that are saying things like, we're going to hop to a different timeline. You have to choose. You have to choose. You have to choose what timeline you want. Look, you don't have to choose. How are you going to supposed to, how are you supposed to choose if you don't even know what the timelines are? If you can't see it clearly, it just, that seems to me like a lot of pressure that leads to anxiety, which leads to worry, which leads to fear. Don't worry about what timeline to choose. Choose every day to be a good person. Choose every day to rise above your circumstances. Choose every day to meditate and raise your vibration. Choose every day the highest possible place you can be today. Emotionally, physically, mentally. Choose the best for yourself every day. Talk to the universe or God, whatever you want to call it. Divine Mother, Goddess, whatever word you want to use. Talk to divine every day. Talk to the divine within every day. Don't worship that thing. Don't like, I mean, if you want to, you can, but it puts you in a lesser position and makes you helpless and you're not helpless anymore. We are all on the path to becoming spiritual masters. And as such, we have to rise up and claim that. If we are to be sovereign spiritual beings. So when you start hearing this on, uh, on the internet a lot, you know, from memes, spiritual memes, or, you know, a lot of people like woke up last year and they think they're a spiritual leader and they start putting stuff out from their own subconscious minds. And some of the stuff is right and real. And some of the stuff is just a bunch of hooey. It's a bunch of blarney. We don't need to listen to that. Right. And even if I say something, it doesn't sound right to you, then don't listen to it. Okay. Take what resonates and leave the rest because if it resonates with you, it's probably real and true and truthful. Right. But I try my very best to give you guys the best of information, the best information I can. And I just feel like there's a lot of crazy and erroneous things right now, you know, and it sounds kind of fun. Like, you know, choose the best timeline. Okay. I will. But then that might put you in a, a, a negative mindset because you don't, because you start getting worried. Like maybe I didn't choose the right one. Oh my God. You don't need that neurosis in your life. Just choose every day to be a good person. Choose every day to, to focus on divine. Choose every day to meditate. At the very least, spend 10 minutes a day being mindful. Do that two or three times a day if you can. Live in the present moment. You know, put love and energy into your food when you cook for yourself. Ask God to bless everything in your house. Every time, every time, every time. That's all you have to do. You're doing enough. Don't panic if you think you're not. Don't just take a few deep breaths and let it go because you're fine. You are doing fine with everything you're doing. Just rise above all that that noise and nonsense and all that crap and all the new age mumbo jumbo that's going to get your, you know, spiritual panties in a bunch. 
<laughs> Nobody needs this. Nobody needs that. So, all right. You have my permission to just ignore the greater majority of the people out there who act like they know what's going on over you because a lot of people don't. A lot of us are kind of flying blind with this. We kind of see a little bit ahead, but not very far. We see where we can go, though, and that's what this meditation on Saturday is about. All right. At midnight, California time, according to heartmath.org, and yay, they're back online. They start off at 49 hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale. By 4 o'clock in the morning, they were at 50. Hafuf, Saudi Arabia, was a big fat goose egg, zero all the way across. Lithuania started off at 149 hertz frequency at midnight. By 4 a.m., they were at 148 hertz frequency. Quite a bit bigger difference than the Schumann resonance over in Italy, right? <laughs> Alberta, Canada, started off at 65 hertz frequency at midnight. And by 4 a.m., they were up to 67. And... Northland, New Zealand started off at 72 hertz frequency at midnight, and by 4 a.m. they were at also 67. Here's a fun number. In Hulului, South Africa, they started off at midnight at 222. 222. That's a master number. Look that one up on angel numbers. You'll see what I mean. 222 at midnight, and by 4 a.m. that was down to 188. Hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale. Now, because we missed two days, I'm going to tell you the lowest number for her Lului in the last two days was at 104 Hertz frequency. And the highest number that they've seen, I'm looking at this, was 319 Hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale. That was at noon on April 1st. So, three. 119. So that was Hulului. So they're back. They went. They're kind of at way low, and then they, they dipped down. Then they went up, and now they're going back down again. I, I suspect in two days it will be up again by Saturday or Sunday. All right, we are on lesson 266 in a course in miracles, and you may find the foundation for inner peace at acim.org or you could just go get a Course in Miracles app. There's a whole bunch of them. They're all free <clears throat> and always will be if you wanted to reread this later for yourself or if you want to start doing the lessons for yourself. It's always free and highly recommended especially if you're raised Christian and you have some erroneous beliefs that you're having a hard time unraveling. This is the course to do it. Or you can just let me listen, you know, or you can just let me tell you every day and you can listen and absorb what you can from it. A very high vibrational course this is though. Even if you're not Christian, it's, there's a high energy to it. So hopefully you are absorbing that when I speak it out loud. Again, we're on lesson 266 and this is what it is. My holy self abides in you, God's Son. My holy self abides in you, God's Son. Father, you gave me all your sons to be my saviors and my counselors 
incite the bearers of your holy voice to me. In them you are reflected, and in them does Christ look back upon me from myself. Let not your son forget your holy name. Let not your son forget his holy source. Let not your son forget his name is yours. This day we enter into paradise, calling upon God's name, and on our own acknowledging ourself in each of us. United in the holy love of God, how many saviors God has given us. How can we lose the way to him when he has filled the world with those who point to him and give us the sight to look on them. My holy self abides in you, God's son. Again, that's lesson 266 at ACIM.org. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to go over April astrology. I'm going to start with something that happened just a week ago. So we kind of see what's going on with this coronavirus as far as the signs in the sky are concerned. We're going to look to the heavens to see where we're at and where we're going right after this message. guys so we have a lot to get through tonight as far as astrology is concerned but March 24th it seems to me after reading a little bit about what I'm going to read to you from the astrology or astrologyking.com is the website you could check it out yourself if you want to read it for yourself Um, it looks like the new moon in Aries on the 24th of March now, this is going back, like, what, six, seven, eight, nine, nine days ago. I remember, like, nine days ago, wasn't, didn't the United States only have, like, 20,000 coronavirus cases? And today, it's, like, 245,000 plus. And so, when I'm looking at the astrology, this is crazy. It says, the Aries new mean, new mean, <laughs> It is a mean one. <laughs> the new mean. We're not going to call you the moon anymore, Luna. We're going to call you the mean. <laughs> the Aries new moon on March 24th is a very challenging influence. Indicating sickness, loss, and grief. Oh my God. New moon March 2020 is conjunct Chiron. This exposes karmic wounds and may also bring pain from new wounds. <sighs> That's what we're going through collectively, guys. The whole damn world is going through this right now. One of my friends wrote me from... She's in uh, on the East Coast in New England. She wrote me and she said, um, two of my friends died of coronavirus this week and they were my very best friends. My very best girlfriends. And 
I'm going in today to be tested because I have pneumonia and I don't know what it is. So I have to find out. So I'm going to ask you guys to please send Janet in New England to send Janet uh, love and light and Reiki energy. I've already hooked her up to the grid. She's been for years hooked up to the grid. Um, but she was the executive producer of Experiencers, the TV show that never got off the ground because Jim died suddenly, Jim O'Connell. And I, I was the one that reported his death uh, through Art Bell. And Art Bell read my article about him and about the show. And I knew a lot about the show because I was going to be um, a guest on the show. And... Jim and I had become friends. We talked and talked and talked and I guess he had told Janet about me. And so after his death, she found me and we, his sister also found me. So I've kind of made connections through him after his death even. And anyway, so just please send love and light to Janet. I love her very much. She's gone through a hell of a lot these past several years and since 2014 has been really hard for her. So anyway, just please, if, 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 if you find it in your heart, please pray for her. So the March, March, 2020 new moon signals the time. And this is what we've been going through now. And this influences us for like two weeks. And so we're still in this, this moon New moon signals a time of fear, inhibition, and restraint. This is only to be expected given the unprecedented restrictions and the panic resulting from the coronavirus pandemic. But above all else, Chiron is a healer with wisdom and unconditional love. He teaches how to heal yourself and others with compassion and empathy. A new moon represents the end of a cycle and beginning of another 28-day cycle. Sun conjunct moon gives an invigorating burst of energy and initiative. So it was an excellent time to begin, and you could still begin now, to make a fresh start, turning over a new leaf, starting a new project. You can also question old habits, behaviors, and beliefs as you search for new and inventive ways to make progress. So let's see. There's a lot more here. I'm going to try to skip ahead because we have so much to get through. They say a stronger influence comes from Chiron, Lilith, and the lunar nodes. These three are not used in traditional astrology, but the lunar nodes are very important in Vedic or Indian astrology. They are associated with family, past lives, and karma. Chiron is being used more and more by modern astrologers and is associated with deep karmic wounds, but also healing and magic. Lilith or black moon Lilith is the dark goddess archetype. And she's like a feminine version of Chiron. Now, as you recall, if you've ever read the Talmud or heard about it anyway, Lilith was Adam's first wife, and she did not want a man to tell her what to do. She was the original strong woman, and she ended up divorcing him. And that's when 
Eve was taken from his rib and created from his rib to become his wife. Then they have the inbred kids and one killed the other. <laughs> ah! Uh, all right, I digress. <laughs> so, another important influence to the new moon in from March is a fixed star called Deneb Kaitos. And this star acts like Saturn on a bad day. It causes misfortune, inhibition, and restraint. There's also an asteroid on the new moon degree which reinforces the karmic wounding theme so this is like serious man this is some serious shit going down in astrology so I'm reading this guys and I'm thinking all the people who have not spiritually woken up are gonna be questioning their life when they are facing their own mortality and when people around them start dying they're going to be like huh I better get right with my God <laughs> who is my God what's my religion What? maybe I'm just spiritual and all of a sudden there can be spiritual seekers everywhere that's what's happening that's what's happening to the world right now Saturn seriousness new moon sextile Saturn gives a patience and perseverance, perseverance, I couldn't even say that word, to struggle on through these very hard words. I mean, very hard times. <laughs> it gives a serious and responsible attitude. It makes you focus on practical matters. This is a good new moon to complete serious or difficult tasks, to ask for advice from professionals and elders, and to share your w- wisdom with younger people. So Chiron represents wounding and healing. It's a deep wound in your soul and also the ability to heal yourself and others. The new moon conjunct Chiron exposes your most painful wounds, your physical and emotional wounds. Okay. You'll feel the pain from the wounds you've suffered, but also guilt from pain you have inflicted on others in the past. Chiron may also manifest a new wound through illness or accident or loss. (sighs) Increased awareness of these wounds will make you more sensitive to the pain. You may become scared to express yourself, but important that you, it is important that you don't keep the pain buried inside you. Increased empathy and understanding means the wounds of your loved ones will also become more apparent and affect you more deeply. Childhood wounds associated with your parents might resurface now. Grief, fear, rejection, alienation, or victimization are possible. You might feel that you're damaged, your fate has been particularly cruel to you. It could lead to a loss of confidence, depression, and self-pity. On the other hand, though, you might start to react more aggressively to your pain, and you might start hurting yourself and others. But this time... This last new moon was a time for nurturing and healing. Chiron does heal through medicine, astrology, tarot, and your hands and words. In its highest manifestation, Chiron heals through thoughts alone. That is why we must participate in the million meditation on the 4th of April. Lilith magic. Lilith is not 
used that often in astrology, but according to Marina at Dark Star Astrology, she represents priestess, prostitute, magic, sorcery, forbidden fruit, angels versus demons. Oh, I guess it's priestess versus prostitute, magic versus sorcery, forbidden fruit, angels versus demons, animal magnetism, kundalini, tantric sex, seduction, the supernatural, intuition, psychic ability, psychic healing, hypnotism, charisma, altered states, glamour, glamour, (laughs) shamanism, psychedelic drugs, addiction, and obsession. Black Moon Lilith is like a feminine version of Chiron. In Christian astrology, Chiron represents Christ. Lilith represents Mary Magdalene. New Moon March 2020 conjunct Chiron and Lilith is like a sacred mystical union. You guys, I just got the chills because Mary Magdalene was Jesus's twin flame. This new moon could see the start of some special relationships between people who feel that they're not accepted by mainstream society. So it says you can find comfort in the arms of fellow outcasts, including the following examples. And they gave a bunch of fictional examples along with Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalena. It's like Merlin and Morgan Le Fay, but I don't think that Merlin was true. I don't know about Morgan Le Fay. I'm not sure. I would have to find her and I haven't found her yet. I haven't been able to talk to her with telepathy yet. Anyway, um, so it talks about us being at a karmic crossroads during this time. Feeling torn between the past and the future. Confusion about the future. Hesitant to go forward. That's exactly what's going on with the lunar nodes karma. That's what's happening right now with us. With all of us collectively. A tendency to become stuck in negative emotional patterns. Could really, it could lead to relationship tension or periods of self-imposed isolation <laughs> and worry about the future. Oh my God, it's not funny that that's what this means and that's what we've been going through for the past like nine days. You might also experience guilt, anxiety, and fear as you confront deeply buried memories, your own bad habits and prejudices. You have to leave your past behind, and this means you have to make sacrifices and let something go, <laughs> like your job, right? <sighs> like going out with your friends. And this might cause some pain. But a new moon means it's a time for a new start. Difficult choices about family, friends, and other things that you're emotionally attached to have to be made. Relationships, beliefs, and behaviors that are good for you will remain. It is only the things that are holding you back from fulfilling your destiny that you'll need to let go of. Some people will resist your efforts while others become more supportive. It'll be obvious who is trying to hold you back. Now, although you may seek advice, you really have to look inside to know which way to turn. So follow your intuition while remaining responsive to other people. During this four-week moon phase, holy crap, right? (laughs) You will learn many truths that propel you forward on your new path. New karmic relationships might form. No, God, please, no more karma relationships. 
And these people will also help you find the right path for your soul. Now, this is an interesting one. It says, um, the sea monster. New moon March 2020 is in Aries sign, but actually situated in the Pisces constellation. This is because the constellations have moved 30 degrees out of alignment with the signs since they were invented over 2,000 years ago. You have to look at precession of the equinoxes for more detail on that. The new moon from March 24th is not actually within any orb of the major fixed stars of in the fishes. However, it is aligned with a big star in the tail of the whale or the sea monster, which is also called Deneb Katos, which we already mentioned, right? So that means the sea monster. Dude, we're in the freaking sea monster right now. That's crazy. So Deneb Katos is labeled in the star map below with its other name also called Difta. D-I-F-D-A. So yeah, okay, I see it on this. If you go to Astrology King and look up New Moon March 2020, you're going to see this picture. They have a picture of the Stellarium, which just basically, it's all the stars. And then it has the um, pictures that the stars are, are representing. So fixed star, Den of Katos, causes self-destruction by brute force or sickness, disgrace, misfortune, which would be losing your job, right? And compulsory change. All this crap was written in the stars. Unbelievable, right? Associated with it are inhibitions and restraint in every way, psychologically and physically. Now, with the new moon in conjunct with Deneb Katos, the sea monster, it means, these are the words associated with that, pioneer, reckless. Yeah, the people going to the beach in Florida, right? Headstrong, mental disturbance, violent temper, many quarrels, some loss keenly felt, keenly felt loss. Yeah, big time. Accidents such as burns, scalds, and cuts. So there's that. Uh, There's also (laughs) an asteroid (laughs) in Aries at 420 Aries conjunct the March 24th moon. Salacia or Salacia. It is actually a trans-Neptunian object named after the Roman goddess of the sea and wife of Neptune. She's identified with the Greek goddess Amphitrite, consort of Poseidon. Karmic astrologer Zuzana Griga says that Salacia represents hiding, emotional depth, commitment, or the lack of commitment. Atlantean karma and dolphin lives. Oh, Jude, I know you're listening to this one. I know you just got chills. I feel the future. <laughs> I feel you getting chills. And I know a lot of you are feeling the chills right now. This means Atlantean karma. Now remember what I said. Now and here we are 10 days later or nine days later from the Atlantean karma that just started. And that's going to, it's a four week cycle. We're still in it. 
And now we're going to have Venus and Pleiades. And the Pleiades had a big, huge part to play in the role of Atlantis back in the day. And someone did say we're opening up the new Lemuria. Lemuria and Atlantis, I think, were about the same time. Lemuria was more natural. But Atlantis was more technological, right? Anyway, so Atlantean karma or dolphin lives. I am hiding where you won't find me. That's the phrase of Salacia. In general, trans-Neptunians describe karmic wounds as well as a knowledge and insight that can be derived from wounding experiences. I mean, I'm thinking, as of tonight, more than one million people have had coronavirus-19. That is a deep frickin' wound that we are all experiencing right now. But it's pulling out the best of us because we are praying for strangers We're praying for people all over the world. We are praying like we never prayed before. We are standing in solidarity with people we've never met. We are sending love and light out to people all over the world at this point. I know you guys are doing that. I know I'm doing that every day. I know my kid is doing that. I think both of my kids are doing that. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it, you know? So here it says, Celestia may be interpreted as the feminine, feminine side of Neptune, which is able to hide even from himself a very Neptunian concept. Similar, Something similar occurs in the human psyche. We often hide our darkest aspects from ourselves and don't allow them to surface. Otherwise, we couldn't act out our bright and sunny personality traits too convincingly for others. Darkness and depth are the prerequisites of the goddess in her full powers. The keepers of the new masculine paradigm tried to demonize everything that symbolized the primordial feminine because they hoped to stabilize their own value system. In a way, this shift also occurs in the story. Salacia is allowed to leave the territory of darkness and may rise to the glittering surface. And it even says rise with quotes around it. I'm getting the chills because I did not read this before I read it just now to you. So there you go. Rise. This whole week I've been telling you it was about rising. And I didn't, I'm just, it's like, this is what God's telling me to talk about. And then I, every time I say rise above, I'm like, wait a minute. I keep saying that like there's a theme this week and that's it. The new moon, March 2020 summary, is this is a challenging new moon. It seems appropriate given the dramatic circumstances of the coronavirus pandemic. The fixed star conjunct new moon associated with sickness, misfortune, compulsory change, inhibitions, and restraint. Chiron with the new March 2020 represents pain and suffering due to the pandemic, as well as the deep wounds in your soul that will resurface at this time. It's a good thing we're all at home crying, right? (laughs) Lilith, the lunar nodes, and asteroid Salacia reinforced the new moon theme of the karmic wounding, but also of the healing of Chiron. And all the influences paint the same picture. Sickness, loss, grief. And they're all to be expected. So this is a new moon for protecting, for nurturing, for healing of yourself and your loved ones. 
March 24th new moon lasts for four weeks until the April 22nd new moon. That's another 444, by the way. April is the fourth month, and, and we're doing this meditation on 444 because 2020, add that up, 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 0 is 4. And then the fourth, so the 444. And then April 22nd is going to be another octave of the 444. It's going to be 42222. Two, two, two. <clears throat> oh my goodness. So you could read about how this affects your own moon. We're going to go on to the next thing now. Astrology King. Now it says full moon in April. Now this is something coming up now. Okay, so the full moon will be on April 7th. Now this is... Let's see, four, five, six. So this is on Tuesday. I'm going to read about for what's coming up this coming Tuesday. My God, you guys. More of this shit. Illness and infection. The Libra full moon on Tuesday, April 7th, 2020, increases the risks associated with the coronavirus pandemic. (sighs) Don't freaking leave your house. Quédate en tu puta casa. Go, seriously, you guys got to hear that song. Quédate en tu puta casa. It means stay in your effing house. <laughs> it's this beautiful, wonderful voice, and she's so beautiful in the way she sings it. And then you know what this set, when you know what it means, it's hilarious kind of, but also very impactful. People start playing this in South America when their neighbors are starting to leave the house. They'll like crank this song, Quédate en tu puta casa. Stay in your effing house. Because it, it, you're going to, you run the risk of getting sick and bring it back to everybody. Ah, so full moon, April, 2020 makes an aspect to Neptune that is associated with health imbalances. Holy shite. And Neptune is a planet of illness and infection. Oh my effing God. Thanks so much for this. And the April 2020 full moon is more dangerous, made more dangerous by Mars square Uranus. This impulsive influence makes people rebellious and aggressive, which means people are going to want to leave their freaking house, right? Jupiter conjunct Pluto amplifies the risks, but puts a positive aspect to Mercury, gives understanding and common sense. Well, thank God for that. It means smart thinking and cooperation with your friends and your neighbors. It's the key to staying safe and relatively happy during this difficult moon phase. Full moon meaning sun opposite moon brings home family and intimate relationships into sharper focus for the following two weeks of this moon phase. And then the opposing forces are work versus home or what you need versus what you want. Yeah, need to stay home, but I want to go shopping. I know, I know. (laughs) I mean, I'd be happy just walking around the stupid grocery store at this point, but probably I wouldn't because they they freaking hose you down with alcohol up and down your whole body, even the bottom of your shoes. It's just like, it's not even worth it. I don't even want to go. I just want to deliver, pull it up through the window. It creates inner tension and external pressures at this time. This can lead to conflict and crisis that drain your energy. No kidding. The lunar qualities of emotions and instincts reach their peak at the full moon. So use your increased emotional strength and intuition to overcome any relationship challenges. 
Subconscious awareness allows for an impartial and balanced look at your personal relationships. You will clearly see any relationship dynamics or negative feelings that are causing disharmony. Of course you will, because they're probably in the same house as you. So, um, let's see, I'm going to skip ahead, but he has the full moon, April, 2020 astrology here. So the full moon quincunx Neptune increases your emotional sensitivity, which can lead to confusion, insecurity, and neurotic distress. The quincunx is an aspect of health imbalances and Neptune rules illness and infection. So full moon, April, 2020 also increases the risks posed by the coronavirus. Cleanliness and hygiene are critical during this two week moon phase. And there's also a risk of misdiagnosis, oversensitivity to medications, addiction, and also poisoning. Oh my God. Just don't take anything unless you really need to be very careful. Paranoia and suspicion can lead to mistrust and even the poisoning of a relationship at this time. You may be susceptible to isolation and gossip, scandal and betrayal, loss or disappointment. Interestingly, the coronavirus pandemic chart has the same aspect with almost the same orb. Wow. That's crazy. So it's Jupiter-Pluto extremes. Jupiter conjunct Pluto is exact on April 4th, only three days before the full moon. And that's what's coming up. That's when we're going to do our huge meditation with an orb of only zero degrees, 18. It, this is a very powerful influence for the whole moon phase. This major alignment is widely square the full moon, which makes it more challenging than it would normally be. But it is exactly sextile Mercury. Ooh, that's that's good. Which brings progressive thinking and perhaps even some good news. We can freaking sure use that. Jupiter conjunct Pluto can make you very focused and driven to succeed. A mix of intense effort and good luck can bring power and influence to make a very big difference in your life. However, this conjunction is going to intensify and exacerbate the coronavirus pandemic. This is because it falls on Pluto on the pandemic chart at 24 degrees 30 Capricorn. So there will be more fear and mass death, extreme measures to restrict the spread of the virus. Some people will react with ruthless, extreme, self-righteous, prejudiced, immoral, or obsessive behavior. Selfishness, greed, jealousy, revenge, racism, violence, and crime are all possible. This is on the 4th. This is on Saturday. Maybe stay at home. I don't talk to anybody and stay at home. Oh my God. Mercury sextile Jupiter brings positive thinking, which should reduce the risk of those destructive behaviors that was, that were mentioned above 
A broad outlook and excellent decision-making skills allow you to make plans in response to new laws and new regulations. This is a good full moon to implement new routines at home for schooling children. Mercury sextile Pluto gives the intense focus and concentration to research the truth and uncover secrets. I'm sure my friend Chris is thinking about that right now. (laughs) You can trust your intuition to guide your decisions. Mercury sextile Jupiter Pluto means you transform your way of thinking and adapt to new restrictions affecting communications and movements. Working together with your friends and neighbors will help you stay safer and happier. Full moon danger. God dang it. What else, man? (coughs) Mars square Uranus, only eight hours before the full moon, will have a dangerous influence. It will make people impulsive and erratic as they rebel against the restrictions imposed by the governments. A tendency to act rashly without regard for consequences may lead to great disruption or conflict. You cannot restrain this erratic energy, so you must express your crazy, creative, or inventive side in a safe environment. Find a creative outlet socially, sexually, or through a hobby. Wait, that's like redundant. I thought sex was a hobby. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Get your kinky or dangerous desires out of your system in a safe way without upsetting others. Avoid impulsive actions and taking dangerous risks. Yeah, don't go around sleeping with strangers during this time. You might get the CV, 19. Full moon, April 2020 summary. So, all right, to recap, the April 7th full moon increases the risk of infection and illness because it's Queen Kong's Neptune. Jupiter joins Pluto to intensify the coronavirus and pandemic and amplify the risk. Mars square Uranus also increases the risk of infection because it leads to impulsive actions. So it is critically important to remain patient and cautious because this aspect makes you want to break free of restrictions regardless of the consequences. The key to remaining safe during full moon April 2020 is using your brain. And what tells you that? Your brain. (laughs) Mercury sextile Jupiter-Pluto means thinking, communications, and local travel are assets. Although, don't travel. Have food delivered. You can even have groceries delivered these days. Well, at least I can in Ecuador. Hopefully, you guys can there. Use this full moon to change your way of thinking. Listen to advice. Share your knowledge. Be smart about how you move around and interact with your neighbors. Yes, have a huge-ass pole between you and them. Poke them if they come too close. (laughs) A full moon has a relationship with a previous new moon. The March 24th new moon, which we already read about, is also a challenging influence, bringing sickness, misfortune, compulsory change, inhibitions, and restraint. This is a time for protecting, nurturing, and healing of yourself and your loved ones. The April 7th full moon lasts for two weeks up until the April 22nd new moon. So 
if you want to see if it affects your monthly horoscope, again, astrologyking.com is absolutely excellent. Now I'm going to astroshaman.com. They have an astrology forecast with the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, and they're talking about coronavirus and the global awakening connection. One of 2020's most important events happens in the first half of April. A Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, except that energetically speaking, it's really a Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction. Yeah, and this is like literally within 24 hours of when Venus will be smack dab in the middle of the Pleiades. I mean, there's some cosmic shite going down. Okay, I explain how this game-changing conjunction along with the full Libra full moon and its timely Sabian symbol tying to the coronavirus and the global spiritual awakening that it is here to catalyze. So there we go. There's some graphics here if you want to look it up on uh, astroshaman.com. Titanic extremes, good or bad, can be fueled by a year-long Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in 24 degrees, 53 Capricorn. It, it, It will eventually include Saturn, who's energetically conjunct these two planets. So in this interpretation, but let's start with Jupiter and Pluto. Jupiter-Pluto conjunction came into orb close enough to connect energetically on mom, my mom's birthday, God rest her soul, January 29th, 2020. And will remain in orb through January 7th, 2021. They'll make two more exact conjunctions on June 30th and November 12th. Pluto, as we're seeing currently with the coronavirus crisis, can bring death. Yeah, Pluto is the nice little planet of death. So it can also bring death, transformation, and eventually rebirth. Jupiter, our solar system's biggest gas giant, is all about expansion. Literally, it's like he expanded the word, so I had to say it that way. So he can take whatever Pluto's doing and make it truly gargantuan. Oh my God. So lots of massive death and let's just expand upon that. Thank you guys. This is all meant to be. Everything is in divine order. I'm telling myself as much as you guys. Help from Ren. <laughs> Ren Butler masterfully lays out these Jupiter-Pluto possibilities in his wonderful book called The Archetypal Universe, Astrological Patterns in Human Culture, Thought, Emotion, and Dreams. As always, I feel blessed, I didn't say this, this guy's saying it, to draw from his masterwork on planetary combinations with his permission to share these archetypical possibilities. So... What's the bottom line, guys? We're looking at 2020's most important astrological event, the Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction. Let's start with positive potentials of the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. Great resources and potential 
titanic evolutionary forces, the capacity for enormous success, empowerment through education, intensive urges to improve, the recognition that power either benefits all or none, an ethic of right makes might as opposed to might makes right, dramatic opportunities for regeneration and transformation, beneficial destruction, heavy experiences with a positive outcome, a long trip into and through the underworld of the psyche, triumph through facing death, intense idealism, the faith to move mountains, empowered activism or philanthropy, the urge to share one's transform transformative experiences with a larger culture and the power of truth. Obviously this Jupiter Pluto conjunction has plenty of upside potential, but we're also wise to stay alert to its darker possibilities. And here we go with that list, extreme material or spiritual ambition, a tendency to feel high and mighty, which threatens those in authority an obsession with glory and greatness. Oh my God, Trump is going to be insufferable this time. I just feel it. Political drama. Oh, see, there you go. Next one. Delusions of superiority. Opportunities to abuse power. Runaway power trips. It's just, I might as well just say Trump, 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 Trump. (laughs) Hopefully he won't Trump himself with how he has already been. I mean, finally, he's humble enough today to actually do something about this, but a little too little, a little too late. Runaway power trips, inclinations to act as a lot unto yourself, the power elite, plutocracy, obsessive righteousness, fanaticism, and overkill, misplaced moral urgency, religious or other dogma, ideals of betterment and progress as a reason to dominate other people in nature. Stupendous waste of shared resources. So the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction can be seen or used selflessly and or selfishly. Earth is a free will zone, so we each get to choose how we behave on this spectrum. Saturn-Pluto conjunction. So, the same is true for the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. A year of Jupiter-Pluto might seem like a long time, but the Saturn-Pluto conjunction lasts nearly four years. Oh my God. So, it came into orbit on January 31st, 2018, and it won't wrap up until December 18th, 2021. So he says, if you can spare a few minutes, I strongly encourage you to read my deep dive interpretation of the January 12th Saturn Pluto conjunction. And you can listen to a 28 minute MP3 of me interpreting it excerpted from my 2020 astrology forecast lecture and the free MP3 contains a lot of additional information about this momentous event. So, you know, if you guys are interested in that, please go to Astro Shaman. 
And this is the forecast, the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction coronavirus um, article. So you won't miss it if you look up, maybe do a search for coronavirus, you'll find it. So drawing from that forecast, here are the potentials of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that feel the most important during our coronavirus crisis. Okay, so he's um, also, this is Ren Butler's, taken from Ren Butler's book, The Archetypal Universe, as well as Richard Tarnas's masterwork called Cosmos and Psyche, Intimations of a New World View. Oh, it makes me so jealous I'm not in a country in which books are in English. <laughs> oh, it's just a small price to pay. Someday I'll get back to the U.S. and buy a a shit ton of books <laughs> and I'll probably just have a massive list by the time I get back home. All right. Profound discipline. This is okay. It's the list again. This is at this time. Again, let me get back to it. The Saturn Pluto conjunction. These are the potentials, profound discipline, strength, and endurance. Well, thank God we need that heroic self-control. Yeah, it's going to be a road. Dude, I'm like literally, by the time you guys hear this, I will be at, in day 18. 18 days. I haven't seen the sun. I haven't been outside. Ugh. Heroic self-control. <laughs> the capacity to bear down with great force and pressure on difficult situations until they are resolved. A deep sense of responsibility. Challenges which lead to an urgent reformulation of priorities. A need to cut your losses and deepen your commitment to the important things in life. Exactly. Profound feelings of powerlessness with the resolve to continue on. Feelings of anxiety and fear. Negative or threatening forces. A perception of irrevocable pressure and change. Profoundly weighty events of enduring consequence. The irrevocable termination of an established order of existence. (sighs) Oh my God. That one's true, isn't it? You guys feel it already, right? It's a massive breakdown of society and governments, everything. Displays of personal and collective determination. Unbending will, courage, and sacrifice in the face of danger and death. The transformation and forging of enduring structures, whether material, political, or psychological. Now it says aspects to the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. So three planets make important aspects to the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. We've already discussed Saturn in terms of conjunction of Pluto, but Saturn is also conjunct Jupiter and Pluto influences this and influences this conjunction because of his proximity. So the fact that Saturn, Jupiter and Pluto crisscross each other throughout 2020 will emphasize how tightly integrated they are this year. Saturn's influence is well represented in the discussion of the Saturn Pluto conjunction above and needs no more elaboration. But that leaves two more planets that add their influence to the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. Pallas Athena is less than one degree past Jupiter and Pluto. 
She is a renowned warrior goddess who sprang fully armored from the head of Zeus. If you want to use warlike terms, she could represent our battle against the coronavirus. However, Pallas Athena is also known for being a master of strategy. With no vaccine to prevent it and no medicine that can cure it, we are ill-equipped to wage a traditional battle against this virus. Pallas Athena reminds us that we have to be clever to prevent it from spreading. The final important aspect to the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction is Eris, E-R-I-S, who makes a tight square from Aries. She is best known as the goddess of discord. Oh my effing God. Did we even need that at this time? Discord. That's like freaking chaos. Snubbed from attending an important wedding attended by many Greek gods, Eris crashed the party and tossed out an apple marked to the fairest. The resulting brouhaha among the women escalated into the Trojan War. On one level, Eris warns us against sowing unnecessary discord. That could make our challenging situation even worse. But even this seeming villain, she does have her upsides. Sometimes when it's time for a big change, we need someone to upset the apple cart and shock us out of our status quo. A necessary corrective. So now we know what all the planets <clears throat> in the Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, triple conjunction are bringing to the party. Here's what I make of all this. The coronavirus pandemic could act as a necessary corrective for humanity. It has accomplished something extraordinary. You could even call it miraculous. That has never happened before during my 60 year lifetime. That's not me, Elena. This is what Astro Shaman says. I would never make myself older than I am. <laughs> anyway, COVID-19 has presented humanity with a global mortal threat. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, first world or third world. The virus couldn't care less about your religion, your sexual orientation, or the color of your skin. If you get it, it could kill you. And even if you survive... It could use your body to implant itself in other humans. You could have it right now and not even know it. Unwittingly accelerating its spread. The existence of this equal opportunity pandemic is remarkable enough. But what's equally extraordinary and ripe with life-affirming opportunity is humanity's response. Pattern Interruption all across the world, we're seeing the temporary closure of non-essential businesses and the elimination of public gatherings. Many of our usual distractions, concerts, festivals, sporting events, have all disappeared almost as rapidly as if Thanos had snapped his fingers. Many of us working fewer hours from home, or suddenly not even working at all, find ourselves with a lot of extra time on our hands. Some will simply replace their usual distractions with others. They'll immerse themselves in games, TV shows, movies, and music, oblivious to the larger opportunity offered by this pattern interrupt. Or not motivated enough to take advantage of it, they'll experience no significant shift in their consciousness. But many others will sense the magical opportunity 
humanity is being offered and will capitalize on it. With the plug suddenly pulled on their usual busyness, they'll start to slow down. They'll spend more time outside, spring is budding, and be nurtured by the calming, healing energy of nature. They'll develop more meaningful connections with the people they live with, or will use the phone or web to dive deep with friends and loved ones. Shadow work opportunities. These interactions will nurture many positive feelings. These and other experiences may also catalyze challenging feelings and thoughts. The kind they usually usually ignore or repress. In their hectic pre-pandemic lives, they never made time for them, but now they can. Some will already have effective tools and techniques to do the essential shadow work or the inner work. Others will learn how to do it using simple do-it-yourself tools, such as he has a a free healing invocation in case you wanted to use that. Spiritual awakening and service. Some people will discover that each layer of shadow work effectively done automatically opens themselves up to a new level of spiritual awakening. Encouraged and excited by the newfound bliss and ecstasy, they'll feel called to establish a deeper spiritual connection. They'll unearth, perhaps for the first time in their current incarnation, ever-present peacefulness inside themselves, burning warmly and steadily like an unquenchable fire. They'll learn how to seamlessly merge their human self with the higher self that created them. They'll discover this makes harmony, flow, ease, and grace the new norm. Thousands are doing this every day quickly and easily. He even has a free embodied awakening invocation if you wanted to go look at that. Again, that's astroshaman.com. This is a cool guy. I like this website. Once they awaken enough, they may have a realization that's first shocking and then comforting. At the soul level, they chose to be on earth at this time, even knowing in advance what a mess it was going to be. They came not to simply survive, but to serve. They knew in advance it would be a high-risk operation. Many light warriors come to earth, fall under the spell of spiritual amnesia, and never remember their missions. They get plenty of hints and nudges, as well as more dramatic wake-up calls, like this current pandemic. But Earth is a free will zone and each human gets to choose whether to awaken or continue their spiritual slumber. A tremendous opportunity this coronavirus has given us individually and collectively. It has wrenched us out of our normal routines. Suddenly, unexpectedly, we have more time to turn inside and discover our true nature. At the very least, we can tune into the calm spiritual core that will help us navigate these troubled times more smoothly. Many of us will awaken to the service we came here to perform. By deepening our divine connection, we'll receive the ongoing intuitive guidance we need to fulfill our mission. The particulars of each person's mission are unique, but they're all being coordinated by an overarching divine intelligence towards one glorious outcome, a new golden age on earth. And the coronavirus is exactly the catalyst we needed to get it rolling. I'm hardly the first one to put forth this idea. Many spiritual teachers have already shared their takes on this, but I can share the unique vision I recently had of this near future earth. 
Oh, we're running out of time, guys. I hope we can get to this. Okay. A few days ago, I was part of an online group event. We were asked to enter into silent meditation for 15 minutes while imagining what the new higher vibrational earth might be like. I don't have a strong visual imagination, so I did what I often do. When my personality is not for a task, I asked my higher self to do it for me. I asked to receive visions of this more wonderful earth. And as always, my higher self delivered the goods. One by one, I received the following visions. One, person walking peacefully through the world, his aura automatically blending with the natural world around him. His consciousness focused primarily in his physical body, but he doesn't perceive himself as a separate being. He simply knows he is one with everything around him. Two, I saw people, two people in an urban setting walking towards each other from opposite directions. They don't appear to know each other, and as they near each other, their auras blend together. For a moment, as they pass, they enjoy an ecstatic soul communion. As they continue walking in opposite directions, their fields automatically separate. I got the sense that this sort of euphoric connection is routine among strangers, as commonplace to them as waving a hand or saying hello is to us right now. Three, I saw hundreds of people gathered in a large circular building. Everyone is sealed in amphitheater style circular tiers with two people seated and facing each other in the center. These two are masters of ecstatic blending. They merge their energy fields without touching physically. Then they're joined by everyone else in the building. This mass blending of souls creates an extraordinary amount of shared spiritual ecstasy. The more the merrier. I got the sense that society prefers this sort of cooperative group experience rather than sports or even competitive events. Four, in this world, selfless sharing is the norm. There's no monetary system. There's plenty of abundance for everyone. Five, telepathic communication is commonplace. People can choose whose thoughts they wish to receive. Their communication is much more clear and succinct than ours. Direct mental transmission eliminates ambiguity so frequently caused by spoken or written words. I sense that this world six I sense this world as a relaxed and sex positive culture. Those who are attracted to each other are free to have an erotic connection. There's no sense of inhibition, guilt, or prudishness. Seven, in addition to the individual consciousness associated with the physical body, people are also part of the planetary consciousness. Everyone can easily hold both levels of awareness at the same time. Eight, love pervades everything. The norm is harmony, flow, ease, and grace. Many of these thoughts and images were entirely new to me and came with a sense of surprise. There was a very clear sense of receiving these images rather than creating them with my imagination. So you can look more to this. He has a lot more interesting things. There's a grand trine that begins on Monday. There's a whole bunch of stuff. So please check out astroshaman.com. I don't have time for all the other stuff, but that's it for tonight, guys. That went fast. It hopefully went fast for you too, but interesting information, right? Stay in your effing house. (laughs) Best advice that you can hear. Just you know, order stuff online, get stuff delivered, get food delivered, whatever you need, beans, rice, 
is always going to be helpful right now because they're both dry and they can keep for years. You know, you can easily afford two months worth of beans and rice. You know, break it up with pancake mix. <laughs> you know, get oatmeal. You can out of oat flour. Excuse me, out of oat flour, you can have. Um, you can make pancakes or bread, um, just like you would with wheat. Just get some yeast. Yeast, water, and flour is all you need to make a nice artisanal bread. So, um, you know, the flour, like I said, even if you have oatmeal, just grind it up in a blender. You can even make rice flour, mix it with coconut. Might be a crumbly bread, but it'll work, you know. Just stay home. Stay home, stay home. Anyway, that's it for now. Um, Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, and forwarding to all your Facebook groups and all your people on Instagram. I really love you guys. I really appreciate you guys. Mark your calendars for the 4th of April for this meditation coming up. Mark July 1st for my People's Choice Award nomination if you guys wish to. If you think I deserve it, I appreciate that. And that's it. That's it for now. I love each and every one of you. I'll be back tomorrow with all unique original programming just like always. But for now, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.